Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Happier at Work podcast and I'm sharing my insights, my thoughts, my synopsis, my summary, my key action points and takeaways and questions to pose to yourself to create more deeply human places of work. So I'm talking and summarizing the key points from the episode I recorded with Kate Jones. And if you haven't listened to the full episode, it's well worth a listen. If you're using this as kind of a reminder or an accountability piece to reflect on what you've learned yourself, that means you've already listened to the full episode. If you haven't listened to the full episode and you're using this as kind of a guide or a taster, definitely go and check out that full episode as well. Before I get started, I have some questions. So what does well-being mean to you? We hear that word bandied around quite a lot, but if you think about what that means for you personally, what does that actually mean? Question two, what gives you a sense of meaning or fulfillment at work? And that can be anything. Why do you do what it is that you do? What gives you that sense of, of meaning? in the work that you do. And it's okay if you don't have that, by the way. Not everyone has that. Maybe it's something that you need to change jobs. Maybe it's something that you don't really care that much about. Probably if you're listening to this podcast, you do care. So I'll assume that you'll just want to to look for that sense of meaning because it is there. Question number three is, how can you live in a more conscious way? So without habit, expectation, routine or fear. So being a bit more intentional about how you live and how you spend your time. So they are the three questions that I wanted to start today's episode with. If you want to take a pause and reflect on those, get your journal, by all means do and come back to the rest of the episode later. If I could summarize the main topics that we talked about in the episode with Kate Jones is relationships and human connection. Now, for me personally, that is something I'm really focusing on in 2024. I want to bring the human back to my connections. At the time of this recording, I've already set up quite a number of meetings. Now, they're not in-person or they're not all in-person meetings. A lot of them are on Zoom, given my circumstances, mostly being in Tenerife. But that is a huge focus for me in 2024 is to build more of a human connection with my network. If this is something that sounds appealing to you, you can head over to happieratwork.ie and you can click on a, a button there to book a call with me if that's something that tickles your fancy. So back to the podcast episode then, we talked about this idea of creating more human workplaces, maybe some of the barriers associated with that as well. But we talked about change and and how do we actually go about making that change? And Kate made the really important point that change requires motivation. So you have to want to change to begin with. And therefore, it's easier to make change at an individual level. And when you're trying to work in teams or in groups, maybe there's a handful of people who don't really want to make the change, don't see the point of it. They like things the way they are. They think everything is okay. Now, we didn't go into a huge amount of detail in how to address that, but merely stating the fact that it is much easier to do on an individual basis rather than in a team basis. We talked about culture and the fact that you can't do anything without leadership. 
leaders don't have to do everything when it comes to culture, but they need to be the ones spearheading it. So they need to be the driving force behind any change in the organization. And if you've listened to the full episode, hopefully this serves as a nice and kind of lighthearted reminder. But the analogy of the super chickens that Kate shared as well from Margaret Heffernan's TEDx talk. When it comes to making that change and becoming a more human workplace, I asked Kate, well, how do we go about doing that? What do we need? As I mentioned, the leadership is so critical to that entire process, but those leaders need to have the belief that They want to move towards this human workplace and they also need to have the capability to implement it as well. So for me, I took that to mean they need to be walking the talk. They can't just be telling people what to do. They need to be showing people how it's done. I asked Kate, what is one of the biggest challenges you see with organisations when it comes to culture? And one of the biggest challenges she identified is that people are working in silos. And if I think back to my own time when I was employed, when I was working in corporate, when I was working in organizations, that was a huge challenge. And I did share an example from from my own story of how one of the companies that I worked in previously basically created three silos. So it made it even more difficult to get any work done. It caused a bit of conflict between those siloed teams. So I don't know what they were thinking when they did that, but I have encountered that issue where people are not really working across the board. They're not thinking of what's the benefit of the organization. They're kind of fighting over resources, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's expertise, whether it's leadership, whatever that might be. So have a think in your own organization. Are people kind of working in silos? How do you challenge that a little bit more? How do you get people to think a bit more strategically so that when it comes to working together, the relationships are there, that you, you've you built those relationships You understand the challenges that those different parts of the business have as well. Kate shared one of her frameworks then around creating more human workplaces. And I'm just going to do kind of a top line summary of it now. So there's five C's and she talks about clarity, connection, consciousness, creativity and care. And care she identified as one of the big kind of falling down in organizations where people don't feel like they're cared for. So again, another challenge for you, how can you make someone that you work with feel like they're cared for today? And I don't mean tomorrow, I mean, what can you do today to make someone feel like they are cared for? Rounding up the podcast, we the, this topic of people just churning out tasks and kind of going through their to-do list and always being busy is something that came up on a couple of occasions. And I wanted to dive into it in a little bit more detail because I think it's something that's so pertinent to us right now. I'm impacted by it personally myself as well. And it's something I'm hugely interested in. Like, why are we driven to this great sense of busyness? One of the observations that Kate had is that we're busy doing rather than busy being and when we're busy we feel like we're really important if you have loads of meetings that means that you are important if you're busy all the time you're in high demand and so we talked about the challenge of busyness as this sort of status as well and again one 
key thing to take away from our discussion on busyness is carving out time to think. So when is the last time that you had time to think and did you actively carve out that time in your diary? And are you doing that on a regular basis? So get your diary out, plan in some time to do some thinking. How long do you think you need? You'll probably need longer than you think you will. But take out your your diary now, however you manage your diary. I do mine all through my phone, on my calendar app, on my phone. So take out your diary and plan some time to think right now. That is it for today's bonus episode. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't checked out the full discussion with Kate, go and check that out now. As always, if you want to reach out to me directly, all of my links are available on happieratwork.ie and I look forward to connecting with you. If you've been listening to the Happier at Work podcast for a while, you'll know that I love to make the episodes as actionable as possible for you. I love bringing practical suggestions into the conversations that I have with my guests. But I always wondered, how easy is it to implement what you learn? Or how are you staying accountable for putting into practice what it is that you know about? So recently, I've started partnering with Skilding.com. That's S-K-I-L-L-D-I-N-G.com. Skilding suite of digital tools is designed to help you remember the most actionable content from this episode when you need it most and track your improvements while you deliberately practice. With Skilding.com, ensure that you're learning the right way. With their tools and resources, you'll have everything you need to make sure you're retaining the best of what you hear and applying it when it matters most. Head over to skillding.com forward slash happier to check out the insights from today's episode.